Good afternoon, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Ray, Superback and Gibbo, join us and uh, we just want to say a quick hello uh, to a good friend of ours, don't we lads, we've been having a quick chat off air about him, uh, over to yeah. you uh, John first I guess. Yeah, uh, a lovely, lovely man, I, get well soon John, we need you, Pumphreys is not the same without you on match day, he always pops down and looks after me and keeps me in check, a lovely, lovely man, uh, I don't know what he's been doing with himself, but he's got to stop doing it uh, and just take life easy and uh, enjoy Newcastle United while it's uh, while it's possible. Because uh, by Jove, didn't we enjoy it the last time? And Steve, we we have had a whip round to try to get you to stay in London on match days, on home match days for Southampton. And funnily enough, when Malcolm and I suggested it at the game. The first two donations we got were from Amanda and Eddie Howe. So, um, <laughs> so it, it looks as if you'll be back on the choo-choo down to um, Southampton this weekend, pal. Down, sorry, down to London when we play Southampton. <laughs> Malka, you got a quick message for John? Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, What a time to, to be so poorly uh, when, when Newcastle are going silly. Um, so hope you get well indeed as soon as possible uh, so that we see you before the season's out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been quite a scare for you, but uh, I'm sure that the form of Newcastle will uh, will be spurring you on to good health. Yeah, best medicine you can get, the tune winning tonight. That's what we'll hope for. Uh, we'll yes. be looking at that, of course, uh, a little bit later in the show. But let's let's go back. Uh, to the weekend, Malcolm, um, and, and just give us your views on uh, Newcastle United's result oh. against Tottenham, 6-1. And, and, you know, it seems, it's it, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because it seems like a lifetime ago we were discussing Newcastle's collapse at Villa, what on earth had caused it, is the trouble at, is the trouble at, at Roost, and, and, and then, wow, what a response. Yeah, an amazing response. Uh, it it it, it really was, um, but but uh, um, after the, after the game uh, in the ensuing days, I, I finished up getting really really thoroughly annoyed um, because the, the the display that Newcastle put on was of the very highest quality in those first twenty five minutes. And I don't feel that they got anywhere near the praise that they should have done fr from the press. Um, that I, there were, it seemed that they all wanted to um, talk about the, the weakness um, uh, uh, and debilitate, de debilitation of, of Tottenham Hotspur rather than the brilliance of Newcastle. And I. I and I, I, I just, um, I, I got angry over it because when when a side plays like that, wow, that's a story and a half. It's um, and and you need to tell everybody, um, putting it around with a clarion call for heaven's sake, because it was magnificent football. John, you and I just sat there oh. spellbound well, for those twenty-five minutes. Just you know, couldn't I, believe it. I mean, yeah, we were, I think all, all, the only word that we ever said was "wow" <laughs> between us. Well, I mean, um, 
it was one minute, one second, and then nine minutes in, 16 minutes in, ended up 5 nil, 21 minutes in. I turned to you then and said, is that 4 nil or 5 nil? Uh, it was going that quick, yeah. and the goals were going in that quick. Um, yes, but, it, but they were all quality. The, um, for example, um, the Isaac goal, the ball that Willock supplied to him, oh, my word. It, that was what midfielders dream of, and Willock put it into reality. It was oh, fantastic. It was um, the highest calibre. Every goal was... There wasn't a scruffy goal amongst them. It wasn't. Them. All no. sensational. No. All sensational. The, um, quali the quality was, my word, it, it was of the very highest standard. And, and, and I, 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 just, I just felt aggrieved for, for the team, the players, the management, that they weren't getting the full uh, um, praise um, in the press. The press seemed to want to want to look at Spurs and uh, yeah. and put them on a downer. And I think that happens, Malcolm, with um, national newspapers. If a big club out of London, like Spurs, uh, get trounced, the do in the club that trounces them is from the provinces. They concentrate on what is wrong with Spurs, isn't with this absolute sure. etc., etc. Then say what is right with Newcastle United. Mm. Sensational, and that that happens. You get a huge inquest into Spurs, but I mean we've talked about that on this podcast before, where we've said if Newcastle do well, like the last big win was five one at West Ham. It's all about how rubbish the opposition were yes. and how great Newcastle were. Maybe the opposition were rubbish, but maybe we made them rubbish by hounding precisely, them. Precisely, John. That's precisely it. You know, did, did Tottenham Hotspur come down that tunnel and onto the pitch intent on being rubbish? No, they didn't. They they came down to compete as equally in the game as Newcastle, except that Newcastle just turned it on from the very kickoff itself. And, and they, they blitzed Tottenham Hotspur. And I, I found it quite breathtaking. I mean, we, we all said, we all said in last week's podcast that we fancied Newcastle to bounce back against Spurs and I went on about I thought Spurs were flaky and because they're flaky they were the perfect opposition for us after Aston Villa because we would be up and wanting to get at them and if we did get at them early and you would be demanding an early start Malcolm and by Jove you got it if we do get at them early they will then capitulate because they, they've got a heart the size of a pea uh, and they certainly did capitulate but we we were all thinking this is a good game for Newcastle to bounce back, but none of us expected to be as good as that. That yeah. there would be five up in twenty minutes. I mean, that's almost impossible to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it is absolutely phenomenal. The only other, and we mentioned it, Malcolm, when we were sitting together during the game. The only because you said to me you would be there. Can you remember? And I said yes. 1996, when we won 7-1 against Spurs at yes. St James's Park, and it, it, which was the entertainer's side, uh, Kevin Keegan's side, Shearer scored two, Les Ferdinand two, or Lee two, and uh, Philip Albert. 
But they did it the other way around. They were just 2-0 up at half-time and ran out 7-1. Mm. We were 5-0 up in 20 minutes here. Yes. I mean, it was it's absolutely the, ludicrous. Yeah, so it's the second quickest, isn't it? Man City did it in 19 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think about four years ago. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, but it, it, it was the way that Newcastle did it. Oh, it, 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 the movement, all of the movement going on. It, uh, dear me, um, to, to really fully, truly understand it uh, and, to, and to quite realise exactly what went on, you'd have to watch it over and over again um, on slow-mo because uh, everything just went perfectly. Everybody just gelled together. Oh, I thought it was absolutely yeah. sensational. And what I'm pleased about this season, guys, is that we have talked on the podcast, all three of us, for week after week after week after week, that Newcastle, to a great extent, are built on this defence, which is the best in the Premier League. Mathematically, it has the best record in the Premier League, etc., etc. And we've always had problems of recent years with scoring goals. Um, and here we are, We've now got three players in double figures. We've got Almiron and Wilson with 11 each. Um, and Almiron's just getting back to getting the team. Wilson isn't a starter. And we've got Isaac, who has now scored 10 goals in 11 starts plus four sub appearances. Now that's a phenomenal goals per game ratio. And he's going to end up Newcastle's top scorer this season. He might be in third position now. But he's going to overtake Almiron. He's only got one goal less than Almiron. And Wilson isn't a regular starter. Um, so... Isaac is going to end up top scorer. And I think he's just quite... He's very different to Wilson in in the way he plays. But I just think he's electric and quite uh, amazing to watch. He brings so many other skills into the game. He's so quick. He runs in behind so well. He's got a great finish in either foot. Better with his foot than his head. Though he scored a couple of headers this season. But I think Isaac is looking the real deal. I really, really do. And there was, I remember reading again in the, in the Nationals, I remember reading somewhere after he had um, had this sensational debut at Liverpool, got injured, was out for a while, and then and then Eddie wasn't starting, he wasn't getting into the side to start. And people were saying, have Newcastle wasted their money at 60 million? Now people are saying, is this guy a snip? He's <laughs> gone from being a waste of money to a snip, and, and and he's always had that look to have that ability, that quickness, which is very important, as you know only too well, Malcolm, and um, finishes well, and he torments defenders. He runs in, but you see centre halves. They're like a corkscrew. They're corkscrewing themselves into the ground by yeah, turning yeah. around, saying, "Where is he?" Where's he? Where's he gone? Where's he now? Now he's running off the shoulders. Because, because he's, he's, he's very tall and he's quite leggy, but he's yeah. very, very quick. He's he, he, he's got the um, that ability just to sprint off the spot, um, which but is unusual where, for somebody of his stature. Yeah, whereas you, Malcolm, were very, very quick. 
had the, the thighs nut of, of a 100-yard <coughs> sprinter, yeah. a 100-meter sprinter uh, on the track, an athlete that does 100 meters, and you looked that part. He is almost built like a toothpick, isn't he? He's like a giraffe. He's got very thin legs, etc., etc. But the power he gets off those legs to launch into these runs is um, is absolutely terrific. And he looks, he looks a quality, quality player. And we've just got to keep him fit. Um, I'm not just talking about the last seven games. I'm talking about next season in the Champions League. We've got to keep him fit because. Those continental defenders will not fancy him when we play in the Champions League because he doesn't let you rest. You mm. know, an orthodox centre forward, you you pretty well know where he is. He's in your face, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But this guy just torments and torments and torments, and players don't centre halves don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. I want to. Um, I do want to mention this because lots of people have mentioned it on the uh, the show this week. And um, wait until tonight to ask you. Um, putting Super Mac on the spot here, but which was the better pass, Joe Willock to Isaac at the weekend, or Terry Hibbert to you in the FA Cup semi final? A lot of similarities about that one, Mal. Because my my mindset was your pass from Terry because of the importance of the game. That was my answer. Um, I, I think what I've got to say is that, that, that they finish up a draw quite simply because they were exceptional passes and they led to a, to a goal being scored. You can't do better than that. You really can't do better than that. So, so both get absolute full marks. Um, and I, 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 and as I said earlier, I thought the pass from, uh, uh, from Willock was absolutely sensational outside of his right foot and he bent it um, uh, around the Spurs player and and really made it quite easy for Isaac. It's never easy, but you know what I mean. Mm. Um, and, but, you know, Terry Hibbett, bless him. He, 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 uh, he, he could knock some, some great passes and uh, he uh, centre-halves used to underestimate him and didn't realise that he can actually knock it as far as he used to, considering that he was seven seven stone soaking wet. Mm. You know, you look at him and you wouldn't believe that he was able to, to knock a, a, a ball 60, 70 yards. You know, we talk, we talk about the players that have improved out of all recognition under Eddie Howe. The players that were already at Newcastle, and we wrap, we easily quote the names of Joe Linton and and Shaw and Almiron, all of which is correct. But while we don't mention Willock, now Willock comes sensationally when he was on loan and he scored seven goals in seven mm. successive games or whatever. Then we signed him permanently and he sort of went into his shell and he wasn't quite the player we thought he was. And, as, and Arsenal were getting a little pat on the back. They got top dollar, 25 million or something for a kid who couldn't get in the side regularly and wasn't doing too well at Newcastle. What a good deal for, for Arsenal. This lad now is, is getting rightly getting pushed for England. And and he has improved so much. And you know the common denominator for me, apart from good coaching, which obviously has got a lot to do with it, 
everybody that you 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 get to talk about it, whether that's Almiron, whether it's Sean Longstaff, whether it's Willick, say that the confidence given to them by how believing them them when others didn't. I mean, Sean Longstaff's just done that in an interview this week when he talks about the non-coaching he got from Steve Bruce and the, the, the mm. very few conversations he had with Steve Bruce and the way and how has made him feel from day one as tall as Gray's Monument. And while the coaching, we naturally recognise that's got to be of top quality to get stuff out of these guys, it's also convincing them that they are as good or better than they think they are. There's another one, Murphy. Look at yeah. what Murphy, look at what's happened to Murphy. Oh, and, uh, yeah, both oh, both of them great finishes right, and quite I, different. Yeah, look at look at the, the improvement in him. And I think there's an improvement in Willock as well. And Willock, you look at Eddie Howe this season. Murphy has got uh, Murphy has played in every game. He's only started recently. But he always went on his sub. He's played in every game. Longstaff has played in every game. He's available when, he, yes. when he, if he hasn't been injured or whatever. And and it, these guys now believe so much in what's happening at Newcastle. They're looking twice the player. Willick is a great, great favourite this season. Very hell. There's there's no question. He's played in every game. He's either started or gone on. And. Mm. And and these are guys that, you know, certainly we talk about Bruno as a superstar. After that, it was his Willick or Willick and Longstaff good enough for Newcastle. Well, they, they're at the moment off giving the answer, aren't they? Right. Yes. And, and and just to follow on the point that you were making about uh, Murphy in particular, John, um, that what, what, what I don't want to sort of... Uh, big myself up, but he is actually proving the point that I've been banging on about all season with regards to, to St. Maximum. That how, how many goals do you make? How many goals do you score? St. Maximum doesn't do it. It doesn't matter how skillful you are. It doesn't matter how many defenders you turn inside out. If you don't finish positively um, at, at, to the to the good of the team, then there's no point in 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 doing all of that uh, magic stuff. Murphy is nowhere near the skills of St. Maximum. Nowhere near. But how many goals does he make? How many goals does he score? That's the difference um, that is so vitally important. And that's why how I think he'll let St. Maximum go at the end of the season because he doesn't make goals, he doesn't score goals. Murphy, who is nowhere near as good a player as St. Maximin, he makes goals and he scores goals. Um, I mean, there's a, proven. there's a lot of fans at the moment have been saying guys to me and been saying on social media, etc. Is Gordon the man for Newcastle? He hasn't made an impact yet. Is mm -hmm. he going to good enough, etc., etc. My answer to that is exactly what we've been talking about. Look at what Eddie Howe's done for Murphy. Look at what he's done for Almiron and Joe Linton and Shaw. And think, if you like, about the start of Isaac's career here. 
after his great debut, he, he got badly injured. He, Mm. Eddie refused to keep starting them. I mean, people were saying, is there anything between Eddie and Isaac? Because Isaac's not getting starts. Sure. But he said he wasn't up to fitness standard for the high pressing he wanted. He made him wait. He made him wait. As I mentioned earlier in this programme, people were saying, is he, is he being a waste of money? Well, they mm. may well be saying that about Gordon now. But I believe that if it's not this season, because we've only got seven games left, Next season, I believe that Eddie Howe will get a tune out of Gordon. Yes. Oh, um, yes. I have no doubt on that. It's going to take time, though. Yes. 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 And, and Eddie said, Howe, yes. He, he will devote time to it um, and, and it will work. But what you have to do, and it's obvious that, that the guys ha have, have done it that you've um, just mentioned, they've got to listen, take it in, think about it and and put it into place within themselves as to how they can uh, make the very most of, of that, um, the, the good information that they're getting, the good advice that they're getting. Um, and, and this is where um, Eddie Howe is probably frustrated with St. Maximin because St. Maximin, I don't think it matters how much you talk to him, how much you try to say, look, you can improve your game this way. You can do this. You can do it. Uh, try this. Try that. He won't do it. Won't do it. He's too stubborn. Gets the ball one, and he wants to disappear up his, his own backside. Um, Steve, Steve, was it me or was it you that brought St. Maximum into the conversation? And it was definitely you. Malcolm. I think I think Malcolm did it himself because he's good at that. I think he just... I think you... <laughs> I think well, you said, I think you said, Steve, will it get dark by midnight tonight? And he said, it will for St. Maximum. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yes, but I, 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 I really just want to, in, in sort of making the point that I have about St. Maximum, I want to highlight the value um, that, that, uh, that there is in Murphy. And, uh, and, I find it totally refreshing that Eddie Howe, as manager, he sees the potential of of the Murphys. And he looks at St. Maximin and he doesn't see potential. He sees a lot of skill. But if you can't put it to good and positive use, what's there's no value to the skill. You know, but Murphy, dear me, crosses, shots, goals... Can't ask for more. No, definitely not. What did uh, you think, Malcolm, about uh, Spurs refunding the the, the travelling support, uh, the, the ticket money? Um, did you think that was a little bit disparaging towards Newcastle? I mean, you know, surely they don't do that when Spurs don't turn up at, at places like Manchester City, Liverpool and Manchester United. Sure. Uh, again, I, I, I felt the whole thing... It sort of aligned with the kind of press that that, that the, the Southern press were uh, that were giving um, Newcastle or not giving Newcastle. Um, yeah, it. it I, maybe it, it, it was a thing. I, was it player driven? I'm not sure. But if it was if it was player driven, they they might any player having just got beat six one um, is going to feel very guilty. That uh, that it's happened and that, that he didn't do more to stop it, 
and and I and I think that you know because it was a hell of a crowd that Spurs brought with them. Mm, was know, yeah on a Sunday and it was player driven, Malcolm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, player -driven. but uh, uh, there, there is one other point that that I want to make um, just on this, and I, I just find it astonishing that that the, the Spurs side they go out. And and they weren't they seriously weren't at their best that was for sure, um, but but it's it's the players who have gone out and 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 allowed Newcastle to to run rampant. Well done Newcastle, that's that's absolutely brilliant. But but the the players, my word, I. I um, some of it was, was quite disgraceful at times, um, and Newcastle took advantage. Good for them, but but the Spurs side, absolutely disgraceful. Do you think that the manager has said to them before the game? Now I want you to go out and be absolute rubbish. I want you, I want you not to not to do all the good things. I want you to do all the bad things or do nothing at all. Um, you know, and because he gets the sack the next day. And I, and I think, hey, you're sacking the wrong guy, and 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 I just felt that that performance of Tottenham's on Saturday proved every word of Conte's interview. If you remember that, uh, before he he was sacked, proved every word correct. Conte had finally had enough, and he went public. He had obviously tried behind the scenes um, to, to, to correct the attitude that he was being confronted with in Tottenham, and it was the wrong attitude. And, and in the end, in try, he, he's tried to correct it, he's tried to put it right, um, it's he, tried to improve things, and he gets sacked for it. But, I mean, the, the thing that strikes me, Malcolm, with Spurs is the fact that Part of Newcastle's recruitment these days is that they look as much at the player as a person, his attitude, his look at life, does he look after himself, is he strong mentally? They look at that as much as they look at ability. Ability yes. is there for all to see. This other is not necessarily a delve into that. Because man for man, you can make a case out for Spurs having as many good players as Newcastle. If you mm. go through Song and Kane and uh, Dyer and Luis, who is a World Cup winner, although he's a very poor keeper these days, etc., etc., etc. They've got good players, but they've all got the heart of a size of a P at the moment. Now, why? You know, and I look, for me, a typical example of telling me there's things horribly, horribly, horribly wrong in Spurs is looking at Song, one of the great players in this in the Premier League, mm. I think. A quality player normally plays with a smile on his face and, <clears throat> and yeah. is this happy, wonderful ambassador. It's a, he has played all season, this season, as if he's carrying a ton weight on his shoulders. And he hasn't looked the same player whatsoever. And if he gets a transfer, I bet he becomes a good player again. Um, the, the Spurs, I mean, Kane, 
at one stage, when they went four down in about a quarter of an hour, Kane got them to, and while we were celebrating the, the goal, Kane got them all together in a huddle, halfway yes. inside their own half, and started lecturing them with a finger point. And by the time he scored, which made it 5 1 after 5 0, he hadn't the heart to, to celebrate or even hardly run back to the halfway line. I mean, mm. if a, a player looks disillusioned and realises that he must get the heck out of where he is if he's going to have anything for the remainder of his career because they've got to get it right in the boardroom. They've got to get it right in the manager's room. They've got to get it right with coaches. And then they've got to get it right with the team. <clears throat> There's so much wrong to put right. Though, quite frankly... I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I don't want to. Funny enough, it. you know, I, I made that point this week. You know, it, you know, people blaming Conte, people blaming, um, you know, whoever, whoever's in that dugout. But ultimately, you know, let's look. Just looking at the big teams: Chelsea, Spurs, Manchester United, the the so-called Big Four or Big Six, whatever you want to call them. They've they've all got trouble in trouble in the boardroom, and that's the problem. Manchester United never will probably not get sold. <laughs> Uh, for a while, because these owners, American owners, don't want to go anywhere. They're, they're messing people around. You've got Levy, who works in his own way at Spurs and has gradually upset countless people. And I've said this. This is my opinion. Um, I genuinely still believe that Bowley's not actually in charge at, at, at Chelsea. I would not be surprised in the slightest if at some point... If the war in Ukraine, and let's hope it does, uh, you know, stops and Putin is taken and taken out of the equation, I still think that Abramovich will be back at Chelsea. I think there's, I think Bowley's nothing more than a, a you know, a frontman for, for Chelsea. So ultimately, it's it's what's happening in the boardroom. I think the managers, the managers come in and the managers go. But um, if you don't have the, the the right people at the top of the club, you're always going to have issues, aren't you? Well, I mean, we know that is a perfect example. Yeah. Because we can, in the last 15 years, go on about how horrible <laughs> Steve Bruce was and Steve McLaren was and Joe Kinnear was. And yeah. by the way, they all are very, very poor managers. But the common denominator for 15 years of two relegations in a continual relegation fight was Mike Ashley. So, uh -huh. you know, you, you can't just look in the... I mean, whoever follows... <laughs> Conte at Spurs, if we have the same setup as Spurs behind the scenes, will continue to struggle. Whoever goes into Chelsea at the moment with the current owner is going to find it tough. The Aston Villa were taken over by new people and suddenly they get Emery in and they're cooking on gas. Gas. We were taken over. We've got the new people in there. They get how in and we're cooking on gas. You've got to get it right in the boardroom because if you don't, you might get the one season where something goes right. You might get Benitez against all odds keeping us afloat when Ashley was in there. But even he got exasperated and got out because mm -hmm. he knew that that's all he could do. Keep us afloat season after yeah. season after season. So let's get out. And, and, and that's exactly what he did. So we know only too well what you've been saying, Steve, which is unless mm -hmm. if it's wrong in the boardroom, it'll never be right in the manager's office. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay, or halfway the through the show. Or the dressing room, yeah. Halfway through the show, time for the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 45 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com 
website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks also to Mr. Vicky's Handmade in Cumbria. These sauces are really hot stuff. You can order them by emailing info at mrvickies.co.uk or by telephoning 01768 210102. Thanks to Neil and the guys at Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, hit the subscribe button tonight. It is free. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. If you want to join the channel, hit join. There's three different tiers. Pick the one that suits you and help support the channel financially. If you want to pay a one-off membership fee of £25 and get these goodies, a scarf, a pen, a cup, and entry into the monthly draw, then go to NUFC Matters and look for Membership Pack. Failing that, get your smartphone and put it over the QR code and it will take you straight there. We're also a podcast, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and other podcast providers. Usually goes up 24 hours after the show has finished. We also support the food bank on this channel. If you want to make a virtual donation today at the Matchday Bucket, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk, and you can make a deposit today. Don't forget to enter the Shira raffle. There's 150 tickets, £1 per ticket, and you can win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball. Enter now at nufcmatters.com. If you have a look on our website, we've also got a vast range of mugs, T-shirts, cups, and whatever else takes your fancy. The Isaac T-shirt is proven popular this month, 16.99 plus delivery from nufcmatters.com. Don't forget as well, we do a, a range of events over the course of the year. We have Peter Beardsley, an up-close and personal evening at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe. Limited tickets remain 25th of April. Get them now from surfcafetimemouth.co.uk or from ticketweb.uk. There's also an evening with Peter Beardsley on May the 19th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. And you can get tickets from newcastlelegends.com and tickets are £50. Don't forget our end of season do takes place 27th of May, 7 o'clock at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets for that one are a tenner. NUFCmatters.com is where you can get your tickets for that. In June, Thursday the 1st of June to be precise, Rob Lee will be at Louis Liquor Store in the Big Market in Newcastle. And tickets for that are available direct from the venue. And an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford takes place the next evening on Friday the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. This is a charity event and tables are of 10, £700 and you can book them by contacting natalie at healandtour.org.uk or visiting their website. In July, Gavin Peacock is in Newcastle on July the 10th at the Tyneside Iris Centre. Tickets for that are available from nufcmatters.com and he also... Uh, takes uh, an evening with at the Surf Cafe in Tynemouth on the 11th of July. So get your tickets direct from the venue for that one as well. And if you're a boxing fan, the Night of Champions, Ricky Hatton, Frank Bruno, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghi takes place at the Fed. Uh, and that will be taking place on the 16th of June. More dates to be added. Tickets from all those events, www.goldstarpromotions.co.uk. 
Okay, I'll take a couple of questions. Stephen Kennedy says, do the lads think that Eddie Howe will get manager of the season or do you think it will go down the usual route of Pep Guardiola, I guess, and, uh, you know, anybody else that isn't Eddie Howe? But, um, is, he, is he deserving of it, Mal? Um, yes, he is, without a shadow of a doubt, because he's, he's done such a major job in completely turning the whole situation around. Um, and and from uh, relegation fodder to um, to uh, Champions League challengers uh, now, uh, and and I would say that that Newcastle that they're in the Champions League and it, and and that's that's theirs to lose right now, um, and uh, and well done Eddie Howe for that. It, it's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I witnessed on Sunday an absolutely stunning performance, um, particularly the, the first 20 minutes. Last night, though, I saw a complete 90-minute performance from Man City. And that's something that I think Newcastle have got to look at. They've got to learn from it and they've got to um, emulate it uh, because... Uh, Man City were absolutely awesome against Arsenal. They really were. Um, and I, I, I can see them winning the title now, Man City. I'm pretty sure of it after last night. Um, so, it depends on how you look at it. Are you looking for the greatest improvement? Then then the, the title goes to uh, Newcastle. If you're looking for the very best, then it's Man City. Okay, John? Yeah, I follow that. Um, I mean, if Manchester City and their favourites now win the treble, the, the yeah. Premier League, the FA Cup uh, and the Champions League, then Pep gets it by the length of the year one. Uh, there's no question about that. But is But if we're looking to encourage and every now and again you get a manager of the year who's from left midfield you know they, they produce him out and say there you go like say company because of what he did at Burnley or something I think and after Pep and if he still collapses in two of the three and it's possible then then I give it to uh, Eddie Howe. Anyhow, out, yes. Outside of Pep, I, I think Eddie Howe is a knocking bet because, as Malcolm said, he has come from the bottom to the top in one yeah. season. Now, the third competitor for the manager of the year would be Arteta, who's up here a week on Sunday because they failed to qualify Arsenal for the Champions League last season because we beat them up here, if you remember, right at the death. Yeah. That stopped them going there. So he's taken them from not being good enough for the Champions League and not having won a title since Wenger X number of years ago to being the forerunners in the league all season with the youngest side in the Premier League. Um, and they've been wonderful. Yes, they've stuttered and fallen over their, their bootlaces recently, but they've still been wonderful and they're still theoretically can, are in there with a chance of the championship below City will get it. So the three best managers by a, a, a long chalk 
because Klopp is well out of it after being in season. I'm sick to death of it being Pep or Klopp season after season after season. After yeah. season. If if Pep gets the treble, I mean, the last guy I think to do that was uh, Ferguson. If he gets the treble, you've got to say, hey, come on, hold the hand, the greatest. Yeah. But if you're sick of giving it to Klopp, and that would be five Premier League titles out of six seasons... I mean, they were given to him at the beginning of the next season when he wins a charity shield. They were just given one for the year and say, well, not bother with it. Do it, bash at the end of the season. You may as well have it now. Um, if we're going to get sick and we're going to look for somebody, as Malcolm beautifully put it, that has produced the greatest improvement, because this isn't an improvement on Manchester City, it's a continuation. Continuation, yes. Then, then you would go for Eddie Howe and I would like to see that. What I would also say, and Malcolm was absolutely right about the performance of Man City against Arsenal, it was like men against boys, and these mm. are supposed to be the best two sides in the country. Yeah. And there was a country mile between them. But, you, you know, and we, you know, Malcolm's rightly saying we have got some way to go to get there. But this Manchester City side has been about, or, or club, sorry, club, has been about 12 or 14 years in the making since they were taken over. Mm. They've reached this and, and maintained it. They still haven't won the European thing. They might well do it this year if they get past Real Madrid, but they still haven't won that. In all this time, in all this building up, they still haven't won the European trophy. It takes time. This fella's done miracles in one season. It's only one season. Yeah. We're going to be miles off City mm. because City have, have been building towards this for a decade and a half. We've been building towards this for a year and a half. Um, there's a huge difference. Uh, but that's the template we've got to follow and in, in, in become that club. But even our miracle workers in the boardroom and in the um, manager's office and in the coaching uh, room can't do it in a year and a half. But they, they might get there eventually. But I, I honestly think recognition for Eddie would be terrific and would be thoroughly mm -hmm. deserved. No chance of it coming if the travels still Sure. sure. And, uh, and also, I, I think if the award did go to him, it would, it, it would be um, a, a real huge pat on the back for Amanda Staveley and the rest of the board. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. um, because he's, they, they, it's been quite startling. It's yes. it's been quite startling. I mean, I remember, and I was just thinking about it because Arsenal's coming up again. I remember last season in November going down to see my daughter who lives in London um, uh, in the November, and because her her partner is a, a, a avid Arsenal fan. I went to the, the game, the Newcastle game down there. It was Eddie Howe's first on the touchline. We lost 2-0. Um, we were lucky to get nil. Uh, all the old players that were in the side, like um, Shelby and Kraft and Fraser and Dubrovic mm. and Richie, and, and we were hopeless. By the end of, fast forward to the end of that season and we beat Arsenal 2-0 up here and thoroughly beat them to stop them going in the Champions League. This year we went down to Arsenal, a year after I was there, and got a note-note and that was the first time Arsenal had never won at home. Yes. And that is the difference. That's, and that is how far Newcastle's come in such a short space of time. 
It's been absolutely terrific. But if we don't get anything this season, like we just missed out on silverware because we got the Wembley final, um, we're going to get the Champions League. If Eddie misses out on manager of the year, which he probably will to Pep, don't worry, guys. Those trophies are coming our way. Mm. Maybe it's not this season. Maybe it's next season. Certainly the season after. It, we've just got to wait that little bit longer. And we've waited long enough, so another year won't, uh, won't hurt us too much. Sure. Especially when we're getting this at the moment that we're getting. And if we get the Champions League, and as you said, Malcolm, that's ours to lose. We're yes. in the Champions League position now. We've got to just get so careless now to lose the Champions League. We've got to get careless because otherwise we don't. And to get in the Champions League this season after the last 15 years, quite <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, I've got, to, I've got to keep pinching myself to remember that I haven't just written this on Fantasy Island and, and dreaming it, it's actually happening. Yeah. Question on the screen, Mal, did you ever score against Gordon Lee's Everton? Uh, I'm not sure I played it. Did I play against Gordon Lee's Everton? I, I'm not sure I did. I was going to say that's that's a very very interesting question because it's. I don't think I did, Steve. Uh, he he. he went, you would have remembered that, and I think you would have remembered the celebration. Yeah, he went there <laughs> um, during the season that I was uh, uh, that I I got the severe injury that that caused me to have to pack up. So mm -hmm. no, I didn't play against Everton. Because he, he left us after you left us, Malcolm. Of course he did. Um, he left it, us... For it was about two years afterwards, wasn't Correct. it, John? Yes, yeah. yes. So it would have had to be for Arsenal. And, and yeah. by that time, you had this bad injury, Malcolm. That's right. Yeah, I, I got it at the beginning of my third season. At, uh, well, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't the injury that, uh, that, that caused me to have to retire. Um, but... It led to the to the thing sort of progressing, and uh, um, so yeah, I I I played about four games at the beginning of the season. Um, tore a cartilage at um, up at Rotherham playing in the League Cup, and then I had the operation, and that caused that that then led to the other thing being discovered, which caused me all all, all the all the problems that led to retirement. Um, I played, after that, I just played one game and it was the very last game of the season. Um, on, the, on the Saturday, Arsenal had just beaten Man United in the, in the FA Cup final. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and on the Tuesday, uh, they had the final league game which was at Chelsea, and I, I played in that. And But that was it. That was my last ever game in this country. I mean, the funny thing is that you, you did get your own back on Gordon Lee, but unfortunately, it was at my expense and every other Geordie's expense, because when you went <laughs> to Arsenal, you scored yeah. a hat-trick against Lee's Newcastle United at That's Ivory. Right. And then you scored in a 2 0 win up here for Arsenal. Yeah, so myself and Frank got, Stapleton, wasn't it? Yeah. I, you got you got your own bat against Lee. Unfortunately, it was at our expense, but you yeah. you, you did it. I would have preferred you to have done it against yeah, Everton yeah. and those but, but there but, you are. But I still couldn't play, John. Oh well, I know because he told <laughs> me so. 
yeah. I, I remember, but the only consolation I got is when you couldn't play, evidently neither could Jimmy Greaves. I told you that conversation, <laughs> yeah. Malcolm, if you remember. That's right. When, yeah. when, when I said, when he said centre forwards, you know, they should be defensive as well as goal scorers, comebacks. And I said, and he was meaning you weren't. And I said, wait a minute, Gordon, but are, you, are you telling me that Jimmy Greaves, you know, <laughs> the, the greatest goal scorer we've ever seen, uh, wouldn't be good enough for you? He said, I wouldn't play him. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do now, Gordon. I'm just going to leave this office and go home yeah. and bite the pillar before I scream. Like, you know, because uh, I now know that Newcastle United wouldn't buy Jimmy Greaves because he can't play. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, uh, his thinking was so bizarre. You know, when, and when you're in a dressing room full of, um, uh, full of players and there is a manager who really just isn't making any sense. Uh, what they were doing, get, sacking Joe Harvey and then appointing Gordon Lee, my word, I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when he was interviewed. Oh, 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 oh. The, the, amazing, the amazing thing is, when he was interviewed, the, the board thought it was a good interview and appointed him. That's what yeah. it's up to me. It, it, precisely. Honestly, I have never known an individual talk such utter nonsense um, as Gordon Lee did. Um, and, uh, and and some of the ways that he, in which he carried on, it, oh, it was just utterly stupid on his behalf. And, uh, uh, and in the end, I... I there was no desire in me whatsoever to to um, to leave Newcastle. I had to get away from Gordon Lee, though. I had to get away from from his madness. You know, I had a football career to um, uh, to to continue and pursue, um, and uh, and being anywhere near him wasn't going to help me in that. Not at all. Uh, he, uh, uh, he even wanted to know, with a name like mine, why why wasn't I playing for Scotland? <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's often crossed my mind. I didn't know what was going on there myself. Like it often <laughs> crossed my mind, and, and with your Cockney accent, I thought this bloke should be playing for Scotland. I thought. <laughs> Classic. Okay, Newcastle United take on Everton tonight. It is at Goodison Park. It is a 7.45 kickoff. It is live on BT Sports. The away end will be full of 3,000 Geordies. And uh, we will be playing in our white and green Saudi kit, which will upset a few people, I'm sure. But uh, who cares? That's been quite a lucky one for us this season. ESM won't feature. He bids to recover from a a hamstring injury. There is a doubt over Fabian Cher, which uh, Eddie mentioned at the press conference yesterday. There'll be a late decision on him and possibly two others who we wouldn't name. Uh, Bruno is still a little troubled, I guess, with this ankle injury. He was okay for a couple of weeks, took a knock on it last week, but they said he would be okay for tonight's game. Uh, huge game this. Everton, of course, fearing the drop, uh, been in and around the, the relegation zone all season. Sean Dyche is uh, in the managerial Hot seat now. Uh, Unana may return from injury, but Seamus Coleman is still doubtful with a hamstring issue. Um, Decore returns following a ban. Mason Holgate is suspended. He was sent off against Crystal Palace 
in the nil-nil draw on Saturday. Uh, they've got a winless run going on at the moment, Everton. Uh, that's five games now. And they have dropped into the bottom three. Uh, this is the 14th time, uh, according to NUFC.com, that Sean Dyche has been in the opposition dugout against Newcastle in all competitions. Uh, the first time, though, um, that he has been in charge of another club because all previous uh, games were, of course, with Burnley. Uh, losing each of his last five games against Newcastle, Dice has won just two of those 13 meetings. Uh, at Goodison this season in the Premier League, Everton have won five, drawn three and lost eight. Uh, their goal tally of 14 is a divisional low alongside Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace, of course, have played uh, a game fewer at home. All five home wins were accompanied by clean sheets, uh, four of them by a 1-0 margin and the other 3-0. Thanks to NUFC.com for that. Referee tonight is Andre Mariner. Uh, just the one game that he is taking in charge for us, and it wasn't a very good one. Uh, those of you who were there along with me were uh, uh, Liverpool at Anfield for the 2-1 Premier League defeat. And on VAR is Chris Kavanagh. Malcolm. Which Newcastle is going to turn up tonight? The Aston Villa one or the Tottenham one? Oh. Well, I, I, I'm hoping that uh, that Newcastle are on an absolute high from last Sunday, and uh, and take that form uh, to Everton and and make them suffer for it. Uh, they're, they're they're having a really bad time, and uh, and and they are struggling to score goals. They are seriously seriously struggling to score goals. Um, and and so, uh, uh, if that doesn't encourage Newcastle to get into the Everton half um, and uh, and and literally rip them apart, um, then uh, and, and and when if a game like the Tottenham game, that kind of result and the performance and the scintillating football and goals that that uh, that we all witnessed. If that doesn't put you on a high to just go out and want to keep that form going, because there is nothing, nothing at all more satisfying and more enjoyable um, for a footballer than to be in a side that's really playing the stuff. Everybody's up on a on a high and, and the football's being played, the goals are going in. Oh, it's absolutely fabulous to be a part of that team. And it's equally fabulous to be a supporter watching it. Um, and so, yeah, keep it going from Sunday um, and, uh, and just stay tight at the back. And I have no doubts that we'll come, come away with three points. OK, John? Yeah, um, pretty well the same. I, I think uh, team-wise, um, goodness, I mean, Eddie doesn't like making changes uh, at all. He doesn't like making changes, especially when they've won. And when you've won 6-1, goodness gracious me, who would want changes? If there's any changes tonight, it'll only be enforced. He will not bring anyone in voluntarily and drop somebody after a 6-1. Absolutely mm. not. We, it could be enforced because of Shaw, because of the couple of guys that he wouldn't name and because he doesn't name them before a game. But one of those could have a bad injury. Maybe he hasn't even travelled. So there could be one change, maybe two changes that would only be enforced 
if everybody's fit, the, the team will be unchanged and they will go in on a huge high. Everton, second bottom now, is after mm. the results last night. Um, I'll say one thing. They'll definitely show more fight than, than Spurs did. There's, there's absolutely no question about that, but uh, any side would. But Everton at home are better than Everton away because the fans get behind them. The fans are very disgruntled about the owners. They'll have a pop at the owners before the game. They'll have a pop at the owners after the game. They'll have a pop at the owners after an hour if Newcastle are winning 3-0. But they'll support the team from the kickoff hugely because this Everton side has never been relegated since the, fifth, since the beginning of the 50s, you know. That mm. is a phenomenal mm. record. The beginning of the 50s is the last time they were relegated. They've only been relegated twice in the whole history. That is it's some record to defend, and that defend it with desperation. Yeah. And you know they'll fight because every Sean Dyche side does fight. But what you also know is that man for man, they are nowhere near us. We are on the top four and they're in the bottom three. And that's because the class gap in ability is as wide as that. And therefore, if we match them on courage, on guts, on determination, and we kill the crowd, then we'll kill them. And um, I think we'll do that. And I'm taking Newcastle to win 2-0. OK, somebody put up a, a stat there, Paul Monroe. 1st of March, 1977, Arsenal versus Everton. And it's a bit difficult to read that, but I think it was a goal for Malcolm there. Mm -hmm. Manager was Gordon Lee. And manager was Terry Neal for Arsenal. Oh, really? Oh, Yes, oh, Malcolm with Bob Lat uh, Bob said playing for them, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And the manager was Gordon Lee, it's saying. Yeah, um, that was March '77. I didn't realise that he had gone to Everton um, as early as that. Yeah, right. he must have gone straight oh, the following season, Malcolm, after the League Cup, which is the season you was gone, isn't it? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It it, it 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 just goes to show, doesn't it? Uh, you see, what what really annoyed me. Um, was the the wholesale changes that he made in Newcastle, um, and it was sort of taking a whole new path, and then he just ups and goes, you know, and he didn't see the job through. That to yeah. me, uh, it's it, uh, uh, it's treachery. Yeah, to take That's a job in the first place. Um, knowing that you're going to be on your bike pretty soon afterwards. Uh, don't like it. OK, before we uh, do a show next week, of course, we have another game. Uh, Newcastle play Southampton at the weekend. So, quick prediction yeah. on that one, Mal. How do you see that one going? Well, um, we're playing the bottom two, aren't we? Yeah. Tonight and Sunday. Yeah. Good heavens above. If You know, we, we must finish up on Sunday evening, um, having got between now and Sunday evening, six points, you know, and uh, uh, and, and everybody who's, who's chasing us. It, it could be that, um, that, that, that we actually uh, 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 start to pull away from Man United. Yeah. Why not? 
Big, big, uh, big couple of games coming up. Yeah, so yeah. six points for us. Yeah. Newcastle Fixed. look after themselves. The rest take care. The rest will take care sure. of itself. I'm sure, hundred percent. Sure, and you know, when you're ahead of it all, uh, I'll tell you what. It, you, you really can start to play some stuff. Yeah, um, and and I and from if Newcastle that if they just keep picking points up as they have been doing, they will be in the Champions League. Um, next season and 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 if that doesn't spur the players on to really go and play some stuff to go out and murder sides and i'm expecting newcastle to to do as to do a seriously damaging job on on everton tonight well there's i and southampton uh you know, that should, because we're at home, be easier yeah. than Everton is. Uh, and yeah. I would like yes. to beat Southampton. If we do that, what a corking game it sets up for the following well, weekend when Arsenal come right. to Newcastle uh, in yeah. their death force for the title. And in our last two home games, we've beaten Manchester United in Spurs. So That's that right. And, and John, I've, I've, I've seen Southampton play some super football and they can't score a goal. Everton can't score a goal. Mind you, having said that Southampton can't score a goal, they scored three at Arsenal in their last away game. Remember they led 2-0 and 3-1. I don't That's think right. They, I yes. don't think they'll manage to do that at St James's Park. I'm pretty sure they won't. Yeah, interesting. We're going for six points, mate. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going for the same lads. I'm going for a two-one win tonight. I'm I'm you know I'm not confident of a of a big win, uh, but I'm going three-nil on uh, on Sunday, lads. So six points, and we'll see where we're at next week. And Jasmine, um, you know the answer. Newcastle win the league. I don't go for personal game, Jasmine. I'm a team player. <laughs> Take care, lads. Have a great weekend, and uh, as always, spend a bit of time with your lads. Enjoy the game tonight and on Sunday. Take care, guys. See you next week.